On this episode of The Failure Report, we examine how entrepreneur and activist Marta Maria Straub had to rebuild a shelter while managing the displaced, managing her staff, and managing an aggressive fundraising campaign. So this episode of The Failure Report, I have my mentor, um, my guiding light, the one that I kind of just lean on for for a lot of things, especially leadership, Miss Marta Miranda Maria, Marta Maria Miranda Straub. You got to get all those names in there. Marta Maria Miranda Rodriguez Paqueira Hidalgo's Gato. Hey, come on now. We bring all our ancestors with us. You bring the ancestors Because we make trilineal. So it's the grandmother and the grandfather. I love it. Yeah, the I mother and the father. It. All the last names come together. I love that. Yeah. I do. I and that. I don't know how the German guy got in there, but he did. Yeah, he's in there too. <laughs> he's in there too. <laughs> So, Amarda, I would love for you to just mm. jump right in. I want you to tell me about yourself. As a leader, where did you come from? How did you get here? Um, and we'll jump into some harder questions after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, I am an authentic leader. Mm-hmm. So my fiber of leadership is really made from my experience as a woman of color, mm-hmm. uh, as an immigrant, um, as the oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in rural Cuba and then... I moved to New Jersey, and yes. that's where we got asylum. Mm-hmm. So I was a ghetto kid and learned how to fight and negotiate and love really hard <laughs> with New Yorkans and Puerto Ricans and Italians. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's in my fiber to this day. Yeah. Um, I had a baby brother that mm-hmm. I really adored mm-hmm. and still adore, except he's now 250-pound hairy monster. Yeah. But at the time, <laughs> it was just a sweet, loving... Yeah. Uh, kind, very beautiful mm. young young boy, and he got harassed and bullied all the time mm. because he looked like a girl, oh. and he uh, cried, and he yeah. loved his sister, and he was yeah. a real sensitive guy. So I became his protector, mm-hmm. and I learned to fight yeah. for him, mm-hmm. and uh, kept beat up people, really, literally, <laughs> right. that uh, beat him or yeah. wanting to threaten him. So. I think I learned leadership at that level from a very raw street space. Mm. And then I, I saw a lot of injustices, particularly around women and around people of color. Mm. Um, I worked with a Haitian Cuban refugee program and saw wow. my, my Cuban folks being welcomed in and mm. given a green card and my Haitian, Amer- my Haitian brothers and sisters being turned around wow. uh, to drown and die because of the color of their skin and the poverty. And uh, I realized that, um, you know, my privilege as a legal mm-hmm. e- educated immigrant was to really do activist work. Right. So my leadership be- at that point became one of community organizing and activism around immigration and around uh, really doing justice, social justice work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other piece that informed my leadership was I worked with uh, Vietnam vets oh, wow. who had killed, uh, yeah, who had mm-hmm. killed someone a close family member or a buddy during a post-traumatic stress disorder attack. And they were in a forensic unit at Jackson Memorial Hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really realized what deep trauma and what war mm-hmm. does to really good people. Right, right, right. And my <laughs> leadership is informed by the fiber of trauma and what it does to good human beings, mm-hmm. um, as well as the fiber of oppression and discrimination around race, and economics. Mm-hmm. And then I started working with survivors of domestic yeah. violence and sexual assault yeah. and got misogyny, besides my own misogyny that I saw with my culture, like my father re- not wanting me to go to college because yeah. 
I failed because I never wanted kids yeah. in his eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, so my leadership, all that informs my leadership because that's, that's who I am. That's yeah. my breath. Yeah. That's my DNA. It's in your DNA. My yeah. DNA. I'm a fighter. I'm an advocate. Yeah. Um, no matter how scared I am, I walk right into the storm. Right. Uh, and I stormed the beach. I'm one of those leaders. I, <laughs> I stormed the beach, you know. Uh, so if there's a problem, I tackle it. If there's an issue, I name it. Mm -hmm. If it's really hard and scary, I do it. I'm, just do it. I'm very bold, mm -hmm. very courageous. I, I mean, got there from what fighting. I shared with you. Yeah, just by fighting and, yeah. and having That's, to find that tenacity. But, yeah. you know, as a child, we grow up fearless. You know what I mean? We're, we're born that way. Right. But as you continue, as you get older, it seems like, if I speak up, this may this may happen. Or if I say this, I may be considered out of line. How did you find that will to to just say, I'm just going to say it anyway and I it's don't care? Never not, it's never not been an option for me not mm. to speak up. Mm -hmm. Not only for myself, but for those who needed someone to speak up for them. Mm. So I have never betrayed myself. And that's when I go to... When I die, you can put that on my tombstone. I've never betrayed You know, there myself. are no regrets and she never betrayed herself. I love that. Um, so I, it's never been an option for me to be quiet. <laughs> it's never been an option for me to not say it. Mm -hmm. It's never been an option for me to not question it. Right. Maybe it has been an option, but it's not an option that was ever right for me. Right. So right. that's why I really like to talk a lot to young leaders about authenticity mm -hmm. and about uh, really being able to find their values and their core mm -hmm. and lead from that space. Mm. So maybe I didn't fit in one part, one corporation right. because I did that. Right. Or maybe I didn't get hired for that job that I wanted mm -hmm. because I did that. Mm -hmm. um, however, I ended up in the places where I was valued, mm -hmm. where my voice was needed, mm -hmm. and where there was an incredible amount of respect for courageous and authentic leadership. Oh, so my career has been a fit all the way. Yeah. I've yeah. never been in a space where I said, I wonder if I said that, whether that would be welcome. People didn't necessarily like it. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily get that raise. But, you know, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I, I've, I've known that that was important for me. So yeah. not having a voice uh, has not been an option. Awesome. Trying to play the game has not been an option. Mm -hmm. I've done, I've, I'm rogue. I've mm -hmm. gone rogue at every position I ever had, including president and CEO, yeah. uh, including non-tenure professor at the university. Yeah. You must get out of the streets right. and coming to the ivory tower. What are you doing doing community organizing? Yeah. It's like, if I have to get out of the streets, then I don't belong in the yeah, ivory tower. So what are you going to do if you don't get tenure? Because you might not get tenure. I go get another job like I did 20 years before I got there. Got here. Right. So that was never scary for me. Yeah, awesome. And I would always look around and say, you know, if these people had to work for a living or mm -hmm. fight in my neighborhood, they would die. They would die. You know, so yeah. I'm not worried Just, about not getting tenure. They would die for yeah. Alone, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about not getting tenure. Really, I, tenure was not my goal. My goal was to teach students yeah. and build capacity, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I got tenure. I got published. I did community organizing. I That's did amazing. it. Did some people like it? No. So how did you get that computer, Dr. Miranda, yeah. when you just got here? And I said, well, I'm actually having an affair with a chair. And he has been very generous. Get <laughs> your white right. face out of my, you know, <laughs> threatening me that I just got there. He's been wanting a damn Apple computer. Well, nobody wanted an Apple computer at Eastern, right. you know. So I, I was friends with this administrative assistant who hated her Apple computer. We traded, and then we were and good. this guy's like, "How on earth did you? You don't even have tenure. How did you get an Apple computer?" Yeah, you know, obviously. 
I'm having an affair with this chair. How Obviously. else would someone like Clearly, me? Clearly, that's what's computer? happening. Right. So that's the kind of stuff. That's that amazing. guy was on my tenure committee. That's amazing. That's but, crazy. So courageous, upfront, mm -hmm. self-righteous. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> so my leadership is pretty raw. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's incredibly fueled by my values. Mm -hmm. um, I have been incredibly blessed yeah. and supported by people who believed in me, who thought I had something to give, mm -hmm. and who really wanted a leader that was bold and transformational. I'm not a status quo leader. Right. I'm not. I don't do Mozart quirk quartets mm -hmm. um, at all for an organization, I take you and go to the next level. That's if you it. don't want to go there, don't hire me. Then don't hire me because I'm not the one for you. I'm not the one for you. That's and I do idea. that now in my consulting business. Yeah. I'm, I'm dealing with a, a law firm right now. I'm giving them some information. I'm dealing with a nonprofit right now. The information they're getting from the qualitative and quantitative research that have been done with what needs to happen in order for them to be relevant in 2030 to represent the communities that they serve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In 2030? In 2030. It's right. not something they want to hear, but you know, I, that's what I do. That's what you do. That's, that's what, what you're good at and that's what you're passionate for. Yeah. About, and, and clearly that's what you were born to do. I would Because, to I do mean, this. like you say, yeah. it's in your DNA. Yeah. The moment that I met you, we were sitting at a boardroom table. And we I'm were sure. at a boardroom table. Do you remember this? Oh. Yeah. So there's a bunch of bosses around the table. There were a whole bunch of bosses. We were there. Yes. And... You, and you are so polite and so fit in, too. The thing of it is, you, is that you took up 85% of the room yeah. because you ran it. There were these little molecules on the outside, me being <laughs> one of them. Marta sat at this table, not at the head, not at the end, and ran the whole meeting because it's just a part of who you are. And just being in your presence, you can definitely see that. Oh, you know, you, you truly can. So we, you know, we talk about failures on this show. Yes. And yes. missteps, mess ups, Gosh. mistakes. Yeah. I would love for you to be able to share with our audience, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a professional mistake that you've made and oh, how that's been huge. transformative for you. I've made, I've made tons of them. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to tell you the one that still breaks my heart. Yeah. Mm. And the biggest one that I ever made. Mm. And uh, I, usually tears come with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we say you can cuss and cry on this show. So oh, I love, mm. I love both cussing and crying. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sailor. I'm like Mary Mar Magdalene, you know, a pro <laughs> prostitute and a tear. Right, a crier. A crier cry, cry <laughs> and a prostitute all at the same time. Um, I uh, was running the Center for Women and Families, mm. which is a two-state large nonprofit um, who does domestic violence and sexual assault survivors and their children. Right. Emergency shelter to housing to economic empowerment, all of it. That's right? amazing. Yeah. served at least 8,000 people a year, $6.5 million budget. Mm -hmm. We don't charge a penny for mm -hmm. a service. It all has to be raised. Wow. Um, and in the middle of uh, two years into my leadership, mm -hmm. um, the, our nicest building, our most beautiful building, mm -hmm. uh, started to have leaks. To make a very painful story short, mm -hmm. It ended up that we had to evacuate because water was coming through the wall of that building. Join Effort Business and Marketing Consulting specializes in finding solutions for startups, small businesses, and nonprofits. We offer branding, marketing, social media management, development, and capacity building consulting services to companies who are just starting out or need help taking their business to the next level. Please contact us online for a consultation at joineffortllc.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at joineffortllc.
So without it, there being in the budget, right. uh, without any understanding of what was wrong, mm-hmm. uh, we had to find spaces for over 200 people. 200 to, families? 200, 200 people. Oh people my goodness. Between the kids and the family, 200 people. Yeah. And find a place that was safe for yeah. them to live because it's emergency shelter right. Right. and emergency housing. And uh, it was the, the biggest challenge of my career, and I've had many. Mm-hmm. That was big. Mm-hmm. Two, because these folks were with us because they were at risk of being killed. The only folks that we housed mm-hmm. met lethality. They mm-hmm. had, had to have lethality mm-hmm. by, by the police report right. and our assessment. So there was no way I can put these people places that was not. Yeah, secure. These safe. folks mm-hmm. needed to be on a bus route so they could go to work or mm-hmm. their kids can be picked up from school. And you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I had no place to put them. Mm. And I proceeded to spend a lot of time calling everybody and anything I knew. And my biggest um, learning mm-hmm. uh, was that self-reliance is overrated. Mm. That was the time where I was no longer self-reliant. Yeah. Yeah. First time. Mm. I had to rely on people I didn't know yeah. to help me with police escorts, would help me with move, to help me buy spaces. Mm-hmm. I had to, we went from one building to nine different locations. Wow. Actually, my office was right across the Pussycat Lounge, which is a big uh, strip club here in town in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> right. And I had a camera in case Mitch McConnell ever came. <laughs> I could just do something to really yeah. have an impact on yeah. Kentucky politics, but you right. never did. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but everybody else had to be close to bus routes. Right. So I put my administration by the Pussycat Lounge and we did that and we didn't lose one minute of service. So wow. I'm very proud That's of that. That's amazing. One minute, crisis line, change of serv- uh, servers. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Red, yellow tape all over the building. Yeah. Clients thinking they were gonna be evicted, calling the station saying that we were evicting them, which we were not, we were looking for for spaces for them. So but you, they were afraid. Yeah, fear, so, yeah. Fear. And why would they trust us? They come from places where the people that they trusted right. beat them up and threatened to kill them. Right. So who am I? Nobody. I'm not gonna do Just those Just a lady with the keys and power over them. Right, right. So a nightmare. Yeah, A yeah. nightmare. Yeah. Uh, a media nightmare, a building nightmare, uh, a crisis nightmare. And it was not an option from my leadership space, knowing what I know about trauma, mm-hmm. to not to close the building mm-hmm. and not have space. So the double layer of having the mission had to go on 24 7, 365 days a year. Right. Spaces for my advocates, my clients, and their kids, and our pets. And the pets. And the right. pets had to be found. Wow. It had to be maintained. Right. And had to be secure. Right. And on top of that ad, mm-hmm. you have an uh, 80,000 square foot building. Right. That you don't know why it's falling apart. So I stormed the beach. Guess what I did? I started to raise money yeah. to fix the damn building. Mm-hmm. And to make a long story short, I was successful in... in uh, in raising $6 million to renovate the building. $6 million, and how long did this take you? It took me two years. Wow. Uh, wow. To raise $6 million for the building while I'm raising money to feed people, pay rent. I have $40,000 uh, bill, mm-hmm. uh, rent a month. Wow. Now, yeah. I didn't have to pay rent, we own the building. Right. Now I have $40,000 rent. Right. I have police, off duty police, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because these folks are... So your budget is just turned upside down. My budget. I went into the biggest deficit probably that agency had had in 100 years. Two years into the position. Into, into Two years yeah. into the position. Yeah. Nine different locations. Add to the $6 million you have to raise to keep the doors open. Mm. About 40% of that is grant. The rest of it you have to raise. Right. Add a capital campaign. On top of that. To assess and renovate the building. Wow. Biggest... Biggest, yeah. biggest, biggest yeah. challenge. Yeah. So I wanted to quit every day. I bet. I wrote, I counted 42 resignation letters. Wow. I wrote them. Yeah. I put them in a drawer. Actually, I'm going to say it. I put them in a God box. Okay. I have a God box. You have a God box. Yeah. So whenever <laughs> I'm out of control or I don't know what to do about something mm -hmm. and I need a, to buy a little time, I put things and put it in the God box. Then I can go up and go do what That's I need to interesting. do. Interesting. I surrender. Right. Surrender to a higher order. Yeah. I so I put, every time I wrote a resignation letter, every time I wanted to quit, I put it in the like, God box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every month I pulled them out and I decided whether I was going to turn it in or not. Yeah. So this is what happened. Mm. Who on earth is going to take over the leadership of a building who is now in crisis right. in the middle of a capital campaign in nine different locations? How am I going to look at somebody in the face and say, oh, by the way, would you come run this organization? Because yeah, I'm too exhausted. Yeah. So here's where my failure came. Mm -hmm. I didn't fail by I didn't fail because I didn't quit. Mm -hmm. So that was not a failure. That's true. I was able to manage the incredible amount of the scope of stress and work or having to do the CEO work and do the everyday everything that goes with a 24-7 yeah. large nonprofit mm -hmm. in this economic climate. Right. My biggest failure to this day mm -hmm. in 45 years of work mm -hmm. was that I underestimated the impact on the staff. Mm. I was so busy raising money to get everybody back into the building mm -hmm. and managing all the 20 million things that needed to happen in order for the mission to continue, mm -hmm. which they carried on their back while I flew. Yeah. Here figuring here. out yeah. plans and figuring out how we were going to pay for it and raising the money and what is it going to look like? And let's take this opportunity and make it a trial for me. Instead right. of just repair what you had, we have an opportunity to do it better now. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So if you're going to renovate, go let's for do it. it. Right. You know, so we put, added a healing garden. We added mm. wider hallways because people would get traumatized. In the, it was an old hotel yeah. in those tiny little hallways. Now we have big hallways. We have small family rooms. The laundry was upstairs. We had children's play area. Mm -hmm. We really did a beautiful yeah. job and transformed that building. Yeah. It cost about $3 million, more than it would have had if we just repaired yeah. it. But Three million, six million, you know, it's like cooking for 20 as opposed to two. You get still very similar. That's how I look at it. That's right. That's right. right. You're clearly right. keep a latching, right? Yeah, that's right. Bring the next 20 people with you. Right. right. So, um, so I'm sitting, we're sitting on what I hoped to be the welcome home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. staff meeting. Right. And I'm thinking... They're really going to thank me. Yeah, they're going to be so grateful. They're going to be so grateful mm -hmm. that not only did we keep the place open, mm -hmm. but that they're back to this amazing, beautiful building right. with art and mm -hmm. with spaces and with modern furniture. Right. And this is what I was, I was told. We are really angry and disappointed wow. that you chose to spend all this time and energy on raising $6 million for a building but not for our races, which we have not had in three years. Wow. So clearly your priority is not us. Wow. Your priority is the building. And although this is a very nice building, we feel that you have failed this. Mm. Leading in color 
is a podcast hosted by Dion Stokes, founder of Joint Effort Business Marketing Consulting, and me, Marta Miranda Straub, founder of Catapult Now, an organization and leadership development and training firm. We thrive on engaging in raw, courageous conversations and topics that unpack systems of oppression that impact leaders at the margins of white, patriarchal culture. So I went to the protest, and when I went to the protest, there weren't a lot of white faces in the crowd. And I thought, what's wrong with this scenario? Because, you know, people have been organizing around all these issues, and in the, the white activist community, there was this question, why don't black people join our movements? Right, as opposed to, why aren't we at the table in their movement? We are passionate about naming and dismantling the barriers of implicit bias, raising consciousness, and forging new ways to think about leadership that does not replicate power over others and create transformational leadership models based on systems of liberation. Join Leading in Color. Join the revolution. To them, yeah, that was not my, my intent. Sure. But it was the impact. It was the impact. I was moving so fast. You didn't take and the goal yeah. of getting them back into the building. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring them along. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask them whether the building was that important yeah. to them. Yeah. I assumed that it was. Because sure. a building, where the hell are you going to do your mission? Sure. In this ratty little building that I was able to rent from HUD. Right. Because they were going to like uh, condemn it. Right. No. So, yeah. But I didn't engage mm-hmm. them, which I usually do. I'm that kind, sure. I'm that kind sure. of leader. But I'm not that kind of leader in crisis. Mm-hmm. You're in crisis, I go. And sure. if you come with me, great. If you don't, mm-hmm. hope, hope that I don't get killed. Right. That's I'm it. That, I stormed the beach mm-hmm. and I did it. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was going to be, this is the art. We're so glad to be home. Yeah. Thank you for keeping the doors open. Thank you for this yeah. building. Uh, and I don't need a lot of thank yous, but I sure. certainly needed that one. Just one. Yeah. Needed, you just needed a small and I even needed if it a, a I got it from the board. I got it from the donors. Sure. I got it from the media. Mm-hmm. I got it from the mayor. But you know who was really important to me? My staff. Your staff. What did, and was I that, failed what was that meeting my with? staff. Wow. I failed my staff. Wow. What was that meeting like? When they said those words to you, what was your initial response? My, I, I, I'm still in shock over yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and how that was how many years ago now? It's still yeah. shocking. Oh yeah, that was six years ago. Yeah, yeah, six shocking. years ago. And uh, well, maybe, maybe seven wow. now because I've been rewired a year and That's a half. Right. We'll talk yeah. about that in mm-hmm. a minute. I sat there in shock, mm-hmm. uh, in disbelief. Mm-hmm. I, my first reaction to everything is angry. I'm a, I'm a Jersey girl. Yeah. It's let me pull out my razor blade and slice you down. But this was my advocates in a staff meeting. I wasn't going to do that. Right. So I do have some self-regulation and some mm-hmm. self-awareness. Not much. <laughs> Not but much. Enough. Yeah. There. <laughs> and I said, well, I am deeply sorry that I didn't stop long enough mm. to find out what your priorities were. Right. And I assumed that the priority was to get us home. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to get us home for two years. Right. And I'm really sorry that I failed you. Mm. I want you to know that you haven't failed me. Yeah. That you kept these doors open, yeah. that you've worked in the shittiest places I've ever been, mm-hmm. that you never need, did not come to work. And because you were doing that, I could fly to make this building happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm more proud of you today, mm-hmm. not only because you did the mission, but because you were able to look at me in the face and feel free enough and safe enough mm-hmm. that you would not be retaliated mm-hmm. against by telling me that I had failed you. I needed to know that. Mm-hmm. 
I needed to know that. I am devastated and I am heartbroken. Yeah. I am heartbroken that you feel that way. Right. I asked for uh, their grace mm -hmm. to leave. Mm -hmm. I went and sobbed, okay. I think for days. Yeah. I'm still sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got it. Yeah. I got my biggest leadership mistake mm -hmm. of 45 years of courageous, authentic. Mm -hmm. Boots on the ground, because mm -hmm. I don't stop being an activist because I'm a CEO. Right. And I don't stop being a community organizer because I'm a therapist. Right. And I don't stop being a social justice worker because I have a title of making degree. six yeah. and seven figures. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. I just, that means I have more influence and power and more responsibility to do bigger stuff. That's all that's ever meant to be, sure. ever. Yeah. Um, so, um, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love to hear you tell that story because the thing that I know about you that is most impressive is about your sobriety. You know, My when wife. I your sobriety, ah. listening to this story uh, and knowing parts of your past, I could only imagine how the idea of, you know, the proverbial falling off the wagon ah. could actually happen. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been kicked in the gut by my staff who I've been working so hard to provide this for, and they're not happy. Even two years before that, the building that I'm providing these great services for in a new, and I'm still, you know, very in a very early stage of a, in a position, you know, position and in a new love. city. I never did That's anything right. local. You right? were you know, Louisville. new donors, new government, new media and relations, all of that. Yeah. And then to look at the fact that I am a recovering addict at the same time. Mm -hmm. How was that? How did you yeah. handle that? Well, thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. and, and I love that I don't have donors or clients or a brand yeah. uh, or a pocketbook to worry about. Yeah. I'm you have free. your own brand. I'm free. Yeah, and I'm your free. brand is freedom, right? I've been holding space for everybody else's story mm -hmm. for 45 years. Yeah. The last year and a half is about my story. So my story is I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Mm -hmm. uh, by the grace of God, I'm 37 years clean and sober. I, I was two when I got clean. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's all that is. <laughs> and what really helped me make it through that crisis was that I was a recovering addict and alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because That helped you get through the crisis. Yes. It's the fact that you were a recovering alcoholic. Yes. Wow. Because the support system that I have in AA and NA, mm -hmm. the sponsors that I have, mm -hmm. the home group that I have when I can go and be vulnerable and say I'm scared and I want to quit, mm -hmm. can help me keep my face up, mm. help me do the hard work. Yeah. My belief in a higher power and the fact that we are all going to be okay yeah. one way or another. Yeah. And I love this quote. And I would say it to my clients, and I've said it to my staff, and I say it to myself, yeah. and I say it to all young leaders when they're taking a leap. Yeah. You either believe that there's a large net that's going to catch you, mm -hmm. or you're going to grow wings. Right. And I grew wings. One of the two. I grew wings of vulnerability, which I didn't have. Mm -hmm. I grew wings of, wings of humility, because mm -hmm. I had to ask for help. Yeah. And I had to go even deeper into my recovery because using was not an option. It's not an option. Yeah. So we have one last thing I'd like to play. It's a little game. Okay. I didn't tell you about this game. No, you did not. Because I wanted it to be a surprise and I'd love to hear your candid answers. So it's called One's Gotta Go. One's Gotta Go. Yes. Okay. So uh, Kev on stage is the one that introduced One's Gotta Go uh, to me. Uh, I love his podcast and everything that he puts out on YouTube. And this was just my favorite. So One's Gotta Go, a platform, Netflix. Hulu, cable television, or YouTube? Cable television, absolutely. Gotta go. Down. <laughs> Breakfast dish. Bacon, eggs, pancakes, or grits? 
Mm. Okay, repeat that one. That was hard. It's a hard one. Bacon, eggs, pancakes, or grits? Pancakes gotta go. Gotta go. And the last one, because Marta can cook, you guys. One seasoning has to go. Salt, pepper, Laurie sea salt, or garlic salt? Garlic salt. Yeah, it can do without it. You can live without it. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Philly thank you. Report. This Marta, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. For I think I know you and you think you know me and then we have this conversation. It's like, weird. what? I listened like this the whole time with my mouth open. Like, I love you. I love you too, darling. Thank you so much for joining You're me welcome. today. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Mm. And don't be afraid to leave boldly. Because yeah. that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Thank you to those who sponsored and supported this episode. And the biggest thank you to Sophia Mobley Photography and Videography for being the dopest producer, sound engineer, and editor in the land. Please like, share, and subscribe at The Failure Report on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Watch, Instagram, IGTV, and on Twitter at Report Failure since The Failure Report was taken. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes Podcasts, or wherever you consume content. To get notifications on our upcoming episodes, please visit our website at thefailurereport.org. There you can subscribe to become a fellow failure and get access to our blog and merchandise. We have things like mugs, t-shirts, notepads, you know, all the things. I'm Dion Stokes. Thanks so much for listening.